Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Such a madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and today I'm excited because we got some amazing topics we're going to get to. But before we do that, let me go around the table, and it's not going to take very long. Because although we're sitting at a large table tonight, an Italian table tonight, it's only me and my buddy, my brother, the OG of the DDP, the one, the only, Mr. Mike. What's up, brother? That's good. You know, we went from having the whole crew last week to just <laughs> you and me today. Uh, you know, we scared I mean, them away. Yeah, apparently. You know, I guess our, our one and done, you know, the five of us for one, you know, for one show and that was it. Uh, but no, I think uh, I think Dan's trying to jump on with us a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, so, which is good. Uh, he was busy doing his uh, firefighter stuff today, which, uh, which is Calendars. good. Calendars. Yes, 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 yes. But not the calendar. This was like, <laughs> this was like the... Uh, the B team calendar, you know, <laughs> it was for, uh, you know, so you have like FDNY, then you have volunteer firefighters, then you have the the Dan calendar. So uh, I think it's more of the uh, the travel guide, not so much for the firefighters. But uh, but yeah, no. So he's a little busy doing that, but he'll definitely be jumping on later. So uh, so that that's good. We'll get to see him in a little bit. I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, weather-wise, today it was. You know, today was my few days off. It's, I only had one day off this week because, for those of you who don't know, uh, this is Myrtle Beach Bike Week. Uh, Justin, I know you know what Myrtle Beach Bike Week is like because Very well. it's super crazy down here. You know, we have twenty thousand bikers all you know down here in the Grand Strand, and um, and the law enforcement aspect of it, we're quite busy. You know, I think we've had more arrests on one night than we do sometimes in an entire week. So uh, for me, I've been quite busy uh, doing all that kind of stuff. So. I had my one day off today, and I was kind of hoping to have a nice day. And it wasn't a nice day. It was kind of a gloomy and rainy, and you know, I couldn't really do some outside stuff. But uh, I put together, I bought, I showed you guys in our chat, I bought one of those Pit Boss um, smokers because I've been doing a lot of cooking outside. You know, now that we're living down here in the south, and you have more time to do some cooking. And um, you know, like you, when you kind of jump on something or tackle something, you always go to the excess. You know, if, if you get into birdhouses, all of a sudden you have an entire house of birdhouses. And so um, I've kind of jumped on, and I haven't made one thing yet, but I think I've bought every possible accessory, every kind of spice, every kind of rub, every kind of thing you could possibly get. Like I'm the complete pit boss myself, and um, I'll probably make one thing in it and then never use it again. But un until then, I got to put my, my grill together today, uh, the pit boss vertical, and um, so if there are any DDP family that are into smoking and, and doing, uh, you know, using one of those, you know, smokers, uh, if you have any kind of recipes or rubs or stuff you can recommend, hit me up, you know, private message me, send me an email or something because uh, I, I'd like to get your input. And I think my Amazon bill is going to go through the roof right now because I've just been racking up buying tons of stuff for the for the smokers. So uh, so we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see what kind of summer, you know, summer meats I can kind of smoke up and what I can throw in the smoker. Well, the thing is, is you, you nailed it. This is the whole key to life. Let me give some advice. For you kids listening out there, let me give you something that you can use the rest of your life. 
if you look the part and you're confident, 90% of your job is done, okay? Mm-hmm. You have figured it out. So, Mike, the fact that you have all the, the tools and accessories, you're 90% of the way there to being a professional pit boss. Like, you've got this covered. That's all you need. You and I are going in two very di- uh, different directions in our 40s. Um, so you have decided you're going to be the, the guy outside, the dad outside that's, you know, smoking meats and doing all that. I have I have become a plant enthusiast. I have uh, I got a garden cube off of Amazon a while back. I think I chatted about it not too long ago, where you can you can do seedlings. You know, like you just start from seeds and it, it uses hydroponics and it grows plants. We're on our third batch now of different plants we've done, dude. There are plants all over our house. I bought a plant stand and then I mounted grow lights to it so I can transition my plants from one to the other. Um, the other day, Katie caught me talking to one of the plants as I was cleaning the roots on it. She was like, I'm leaving you. This is over. Um, so we're going in two very different directions, but you know my personality, and it's a lot like yours. When we get into something, we don't do it low-key. We dive into the deep end um, and then hold our breath for longer than we probably should. Yep. 100%. Well, if you make some basil or some oregano, I got, I got maybe. two things of basil. We're perfect. Good. And that's perfect. And then we'll combine your love of plants with my love of meat. We'll, we'll have a, a wonderful marriage when it comes to our, uh, our, our cooking skills. Well, what's great is my basil is now planted. My two plants are planted in the same pot as my tomatoes um, because tomatoes high, you know, a little higher and the mm-hmm. basil's at the base. Um, and so as if you bring the mozzarella, then uh, <laughs> we're good. We can make a Capri salad. We're good, man. We got this. Uh, awesome. Well, I tell you what, uh, always good to catch up. Our, we're always busy throughout the weekend. Like you said, Dan will be jumping on here at some point throughout the show. But let's get right into it. So today was an interesting day for Disney. Um, this show is not... It's going to be a little different than other shows we've done. We're going to be jumping around a lot. We've got a bunch of different topics we want to hit, and I think it's going to be fun for everybody. Uh, Interesting day for Disney. Lots of news coming out of Disney parks. We don't typically do Disney news, but this one is one of those that we have to chat about, especially since you're a huge Star Wars fan. And also, it's I hate to say it because I didn't want to say it, but I told everyone. You know, two years ago, I told everyone this isn't going to work. Um, and this is one of those I told you so is that it's it's come true today, and that is the fact that the Galactic Star Cruiser is closing permanently uh, at Walt Disney World. Mike, you'd never had the opportunity to go and do it. What's your take on this? We are two years in that this thing is completely going to be going bye bye. Well, it's really no surprise. I mean, when they started lowering the prices, when there was a lot of availability, we kind of knew that they were probably spending money hand over fist to keep this place operating and they were probably in the red um i can't see like we kind of chatted about it before you know this is a certain niche market and to have that kind of monetary investment in a niche market is really tough i mean i think galaxy's edge is amazing for star wars because you can go there you can kind of immerse yourself at whatever level you want to immerse yourself in when you're in the parks whether you want to completely you know immerse yourself into that or just kind of walk through and you know go on a ride you know like my girls and my my wife they're not Star Wars fans, but they'll enjoy, you know, taking on, you know, uh, flying the Millennium Falcon and, you know, Smuggler's Run or, you know, getting on Rise of the Resistance. They enjoy those rides, but they don't enjoy it to the level that I have. I think with the Star Cruiser, 
was one of those things that you were spending a lot of money. You better be really invested into this. And especially with the way the economy's been the last couple of years, especially post-COVID stuff, mm-hmm. you know, people have been really cautious with what kind of vacations they take. I mean, you being in the travel agent industry, you know what it's like, you know, to spend that kind of excess money on something that maybe you're not 100% behind. I mean, I would have given it a shot because as a Star Wars person, I would have loved it. Am, am I into the whole role-playing thing and being part of the story? Probably not, um, but I because of as a Star Wars fan, it's an experience I would have wanted. Um, I'm I'm not completely sad to see it go and say, hey, I didn't get to do it. I wanted to try it. It was going to be one of those things that I would have splurged for, so that I could just kind of have it as a bucket list kind of you know odd Disney thing that not a lot of people get to do. And you know, as a Star Wars fan, it would have been pretty cool. But um, am I surprised it's gone? No, not at all. Um, I'm surprised it actually took this long. Final Voyage, September the 28th through the 30th, so come October 1st, this thing is closing its doors. Really quickly, you kind of mentioned something. Let's go real quick, and let's see if if our opinions are the same. Out of the five hosts, okay, who is the least likely to most likely be a LARPer? I think Joe is probably the least likely. Okay, and then... Most likely? Probably. No, no, no. Go five, then four. Oh, and then four. So then I would say probably Dan. Okay. Then me, then uh-huh. you, then Dave. Uh, okay. I, I actually think uh, mine's a little different. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. I think you're five. I think you're the least likely to do LARPing. <laughs> I, just <don't, laughs> I just don't see it. Uh, I, and then I think it's Dan. And then I actually think it's me. And then Joe, too. And Dave is, of course, he's the LARPer uh, of all LARPers. Like, he's mm-hmm. going to do it. And here's why. Because Joe has serious FOMO. And <laughs> if everyone else is LARPing, he's going to be like, where's my costume? Where's my storyline? Huh? I want to know. Uh, so I, I, that's, that's the thing. And we were chatting. And we're going to get into a lot of detail on this on the patron side. We're actually going to kind of imagineer our own, in our own brains what we would like to see go into that space. Um, and what we'd like to see Disney do with that space to kind of make it to where Disney fans are going to get excited. But we were chatting about it, and I, I was talking to, um, you know, my, my buddy uh, um, Rob here in Charleston. We went to dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. He's a huge Star Wars guy. He's reading a Star Wars book. He's playing the Star Wars game, like the massive Star Wars fan. And I told him, I said, the problem is, yes, Okay, you have Disney fans, and Disney fans are flocking to Disney, and they're going to enjoy Galaxy's Edge because it's there. There's nice attractions. It's fun. Um, You know, I'm not a big Star Wars guy, but I enjoy Galaxy's Edge. Whenever you go to the hotel and you go to it, actually role-playing for two days being a part of a story, now you've gotten down to you have a Star Wars market that would enjoy going to Star Cruiser. But now your market there is even smaller because out of that Star Wars market, let's say 50% are willing to go do role-playing at a hotel. Okay, Now, out of that 50%, I would say, you know, less than 50% can afford it. Mm-hmm. So now you're down even more. And out of the, that 50% who can afford it, how often are they going to go do it a second, third, fourth, fifth time? It better be amazing that first time. Because <laughs> if, if it's just okay, you're certainly not going to get the return, the, you know, the receptivity of people going back and forth again. Well, you know what? It's, the perfect example is this. Do you remember five years ago when we started this podcast? Mm-hmm. And we used to talk about, we had no idea what we were doing. No clue. We were lost. I mean, you know, still don't don't really know what we're doing. (laughs) We're kind of winging this. Remember that thing I said at the beginning, kids, when if you look the part and you're confident, that's all you need. 
Um, we, we used to come up with ideas, me, you, and Jay. And they were so broad that we'd be like, let's talk about the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> well, you know, you don't see yourself five years and 295 episodes later going, you know, we really should have done something a little more specific to give us more content in the future. Now we figured that out. It works for podcasts. Being that specific with a hotel at Disney does not work. Mm-hmm. Does not oh, work. No, I agree. I agree. Like I said, I'm surprised it took this long for it to close down. Um, I, like I said, I want to talk more about what could possibly go there. You know, on the on the Patreon side, but uh, but yeah, I'm uh, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not surprised. That, that's just that's probably the best way to put it. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's for the people that got to do it. I hope they enjoyed it, and um, it's going to be interesting to see what they put in there later. Yeah, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I'm bummed. Like I said, every time I said it's not going to work, I said I want it to work. Uh, you know, we are positive on this show. I wanted this to be successful. I wanted Star Wars fans to flock to the parks from around the world to do this. It just didn't happen. The price point was really high. I mean, it just was. I mean, it's, it's. I don't know. It's, it, and even whenever they, they kept lowering it, lowering it, and at some point they had to have, like you said earlier, Mike, they had to have looked at it and said, I mean, if we lower this anymore, we're we're just taking a hit week after week after week after week after week. And it's just, it's not sustainable over the long run. So I like that Disney ventured out of their comfort zone. I like the fact that they tried something new. They were innovative. I think that's awesome. I just don't think it was the right concept to do something like that with something that specific. And I hope they, here's, here's the great, I, and I've said this before, no idea at Disney ever dies. Walt said that, you know, and, and it's true. Disney Imagineering still to this day lives by that mantra. So I hope they take this and they learn from it. It was a Thomas Edison. What famous, I love the line in National Treasure where Thomas Edison says, you know, um, the, the, the thousand ways not to make a light. Edison figured out a thousand ways not to make a light bulb, but it only took one to make. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's fine. He never really messed up. He just learned from his, each mistake till he finally figured it out. So hopefully they learn from this because I think it's there. I think the concept of these hotels are there. I just think, like I said, they dove in the deep end. But they were they they like you. They ordered every um, <laughs> every supply, every single rub, every single costume from Amazon, and they said we are all in on this hotel. And uh, it, Star Wars and Disney community is just not ready for it. I mean, just bottom line. Um, yeah. We'll talk more about it on the patron side. If you're not a member of that, click that link below for two dollars, two dollars a month. You can become a member of the patron family over there and uh, and get that uh, extra show. You get the show uh, day early, um, depending on the tier you choose. You get some video aspect. You get a, uh, the Facebook group, all kinds of cool stuff over there. So go over and check that out. Um, let's move on. We got a uh, a post on our on our Facebook page from the amazing Beth Lear, and uh, she said, "DDP family, help." I need a podcast. Well, that's what we're here for, Beth. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, just booked a birthday trip for me and first time Disney visit for my boyfriend. Uh, said his age. He's, he's, we're about the same age, man. So I got you. I understand. We're, my, our brains are connected. Uh, he, she said, I'm a rope drop till close kind of gal. Beth, you and I, our brains are not connected. We are staying <laughs> on property. Needs your advice, tips of easing a first timer into the parks. Plan to start with Hollywood, then Epcot, then Magic Kingdom. Going Thursday to a Sunday. We plan on hopping. Already said dress codes, workout, um, uh, swear wicking. I don't know what that means. 
Sweat wicking? You think she means sweat wicking? I think sweat wicking, like the wicking, like the wicking clothes. You know, I don't know what that, that is. I've never heard that. You don't know, like a wicking shirt? I have no idea. I, is that like a? That, if you said that, if you said Justin, you need to wear your wicking shirt. I would think it's like the same thing that um, people that play like badminton wear. Well, I like guess I, most most of your golf shorts, I bet, are the sweat wicking. Is that kinda, that's that material? It, like that, yeah, that yeah, athletic yeah. material? It, 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 yeah, and it kind of keeps the kind of keeps the sweat off of you so you don't feel drenched. You know, if you put on a regular cotton t shirt and you get it yeah. wet, you're walking around with it wet all day. Yeah. You're wearing one of those sweat wicking shirts, you kinda get wet, but you don't really feel it. It's not stuck to your body like oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So well, it, you and I, when we're in the parks in July, we normally are doing the swear wicking because yes. it's so hot. So uh, we're kind of going that route. Uh, she said, and no time for working out every day is leg day. Okay, I'm with you there. Thoughts. I'm so excited. Can't remember this much dopamine hitting my system in a while. Last trip was 2019. Any words of advice? He loves roller coasters, but is afraid of heights. Um, me, she uh, likes rides over parades. Thank you all. So let's take it on. Um, first, you know what? It, it can... You know, We'll chat about this because I think you'll agree with me. We as Disney um, fanatics, as fans, can be misunderstood and can be a lot to people who don't understand the Disney culture. Mike, you worked in the city at a Mm -hmm. city job for years around, you know, dudes from New York. Did you ever run into a situation where people went, you do a Disney podcast? Oh yeah, oh yeah, and they look at you like you're crazy. Like, like really? Like that's what you do? <laughs> I, I mean, I run into that now. You know, I mean, realize I'm working with you know with with some people, and they're like, really? I think uh, I had my uh, my squad was over one night. We were having a party. Uh, you know, one of those kind of just kind of chill out, and they walked into the garage because someone wanted to get beer out of the fridge, and they're like, "What is all that stuff on the desk there?" And they saw you know the, the all the equipment and the TVs and the monitors and all of our recording equipment, and I'm like, "Why well, do?" A- like you do a what a Disney podcast and I'm like yeah you know I'm I'm rough on the outside but I'm sensitive on the inside you know I'm not I'm not always uh, <laughs> the total tough guy. Uh, yeah, so here's my first my first bit of advice, Beth. Don't overwhelm him with your Disney knowledge. And so what do I mean by that? I can be a lot to be in the parks with because I like to point out windows on Main Street. I like to tell stories about why a tree is there. Um, I can be a lot even for my family, and I try to try to limit that. Understand that his Disney fandom is hopefully new and growing, and he's not going to be able to keep up with you uh, if you're constantly talking about, um, you know, why how why the carousel is so important and all that kind of stuff. So my first bit of advice is let him ease his way into it uh, to where he's going to be able to enjoy it more as a theme park and not as a uh, Disney destination in your mind to where you're taking in all the stories and you're loving everything about it is magical to him. He's not quite there yet. You know what I mean? He's still kind of learning that moment. I'm hoping Joe, uh, I'm hoping um, Dan gets on soon because Dan's newer to Disney and he can probably talk a little bit about, about this a little bit more. Um, but that's my bit of advice. Mike, do you agree with that? It, we can be a lot. So dial it back just a bit those first couple of days. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think you need to get into the history, into all. I mean, unless unless that's his niche. Um, you know, some people are history buffs. Some people are 
foodies. Some people are, uh, you know, roller coaster junkies. There's, everybody has their certain thing that they like. And I think the one good thing that you picked as this for a vacation is that no matter what his niche is, you can find something there that'll be to, to cater towards what he likes. You know, whether it be a good story, whether it be some history, whether it be something even with the whole of presidents. You know, if you're into any kind of history buff stuff or any kind of Disney uh, company stuff that that's uh you know the history of that but you know foods drinks there are so many little things you can get into me personally my best advice would be you know pick the top three things that he'd want to do you know you, you mentioned that he was into roller coasters so i would say hey these are some roller coasters we have to do these are ones you want to try these are ones that we want to try and make an effort to see this way it's not you know if, if he doesn't like doing you know carousels you're not stuck in a carousel all day or you're not doing certain things you want to make sure you're hitting that niche of what his likes are so that it makes him want to come back for more so if he's a foodie hit a couple of good restaurants hit a couple of good snacks do all those things we've kind of talked about that are the must-dos for some of those places and and then that will probably we keep him wanting to go back, try a couple of things more. That would be my best advice, trying to figure out what he likes and kind of stick to that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think you I think you don't try to surprise him. Like do the research, watch YouTube videos, like let him find out. Also, you mentioned he's afraid of heights. The good part about Walt Disney World is you really don't have to worry about that. Um, I mean, the kind of biggest baddest roller coaster is rock and roller coaster. It's inside, you're not going to have to worry about heights with that. Um, before we move on, though, and we keep talking about this topic, I do want to say hello to the one, the only, the great Dan Rossi, just joining the show. What's up, man? What's going on, boys? How are you doing? Sorry I'm late. I'm, it's been a long day, but uh, I made it. I love it, dude. We're, we're good. Uh, so just to kind of catch you up, Dan, so you can jump right into the conversation. We talked about Star Cruise earlier. We're going to chat more about that on the Patreon side, so we'll get your opinion over there. Um, but we're talking about Beth Lear's uh, post, and I know you saw that earlier about taking her boyfriend for the first time to Disney and the best way to kind of introduce him to the parks. My best advice or my, my first piece of advice was don't overwhelm him with your Disney. And what I mean by that is like, don't, don't come at him, you know, like, like, ah, I love this plate, you know, like bring the energy down just a bit. Let him find his, you know, his, what he enjoys and do that. Like, don't come at him with all the history, which I don't even know if you do Beth, but I do. And I drive people nuts with it. Um, And Mike was saying that, you know, you all pick the top three things he wants to do and make it a priority. Make sure you're taking him to get those those couple things done so he's finding the things he really enjoys, and then he'll want to come back again and again to do the next things maybe he missed out before. Um, if you were going to give them a piece of advice for his first trip, she wants to make it incredible, um, what would you say? Well, I kind of agree with Mike there. That, like, I would, I would get a list of things that he really likes, but – you know, as a first time Disney and anyone that's going for the first time, I give them this advice is is you really should rope drop because that's when you're going to experience, uh, you know, l- lesser crowds. You're going to be able to get on those rides that you want to get on so that, you know, rope drop the parks, hit a couple of rides, take your time, you know, and then maybe take a break during the day and then, you know, hit the things you want at night. Because, again, like if it's your first Disney trip and unless you're going to be there for 10 days, you're not going to do everything. So, you know, at least kind of enjoy what you do see, take your time, soak it all in, and, you know, and just, you know, make some memories. Well, you, you nailed it, too, and that's what I was going to get to, because Beth said she's a rope drop to kiss goodnight, you know, kind of fireworks kind of girl. I think that's the wrong way to do this one. That might scare because, some people off. <laughs> oh, you would scare me away. I mean, I've been going my whole life, you know. I'd be like, Beth, it'd be, it'd be like 5 o'clock, be like, Beth, can we go home? I am so tired right now. I am just exhausted. Uh, 
I think I think you you nailed it. I think either rope drop, um, and then maybe like two o'clock. Just you know, she did say they're gonna they're gonna park hop. Maybe take a break. And if you're gonna park hop, even not taking a break, say you park hop from MK to Epcot, then go over and sit down and have like a drink or a coffee or an appetizer somewhere. Like, go have a decompression moment. Um, I know you don't need it, Beth, because this is your jam. This is what you do. But for him, he might internally be screaming inside and saying, I need <laughs> I need to sit down. Um, I'm going to tell you guys something else. And I think this is so key and this is so big for first timers that really aren't Disney fans is if you're taking them to the parks, get Genie Plus, make it a part of your vacation package. Here's why. There is nothing that turns off a newbie to Disney more than standing in an hour-long line that for a ride they're not invested in, for a story they're not invested in, a character they're not invested in, and it just completely, they go, why am I paying all this money to go do this? Make it a part of your budget. Every day, get up. You don't even have to make him get up, book your first you know, Genie Plus Lightning Lane selection, have it planned, have your day kind of planned out a little bit, and then allow him to experience these great attractions with little to no weight. Mike, do you think Genie Plus is a must for for somebody like this? Oh, absolutely. Because, uh, you know, like my first time doing Universal when I went over there, you know, we don't talk about that park a lot, but I got one of the, you know, the, the Express Fast Pass and I was able to get a lot of the park done. And if I had gone there and I hadn't done, and I hadn't done the Express Pass and I was waiting hours and hours and hours in the heat and all of that kind of stuff, I probably would have been turned off to go in there. But I've used the Genie Plus. It's a great system. Someone with knowledge like Beth knows how to stack the rides and get as much out of it as she can. I think it's going to be fantastic for her to do that. Um, I would definitely, you know, another little bit of a bit of advice. I would put Magic Kingdom off to later in the trip because yeah. Magic Kingdom can be very overwhelming. That could be one of those places where you got a lot of screaming kids, a lot of you know smaller kids rides can be there. Uh, I think she had mentioned she was going to do you know Hollywood Studios, then Epcot. I would I would really you know break into Magic Kingdom later in the trip. I know us as Disney people, we love to go to Magic Kingdom. It's our favorite place, and you know you kind of love to just embrace that magic and see the castle. Um, you know, but if he's not Disney invested, the castle's not going to mean to him as much as it does to us. So I think that uh, make sure you're doing that later in the trip so that he's kind of you. Know, you know, broken in slowly into the whole madness of what we're kind of, you know, accustomed to because uh, that place with the crowds and with the kids can be very overwhelming. Um, I, I would definitely invest more time going around World Showcase too uh, and, and spend a lot of time in that area if he's not into the whole Disney jam because there's a lot of culture and stuff that he can pick up over there and obviously, you know, food and beverages. I want to get your opinion on, on this because I... Hmm. How can I approach this? I, I, I think that anytime you're doing a trip, whether it be with somebody that you're with, uh, for their there for the first time, or you're there for your hundredth time, they're only doing three days, right? I think park hopping is a mistake because it look Disneyland park hopping. It's a two minute walk from one park to the other. Walt Disney World. There's a lot of planning that goes into hopping from one park to another. Look, I've been an annual pass holder for a long, long, long time. I can't tell you the last time I park hopped. I really can't, like off the top of my head. The only time it would ever happen would be for like a dining, you know, reservation. But I think taking, unless there's just a, a point to where, well, one, if you change your ticket to um, 
to a one day t- to, to a one park ticket instead of park hopper ticket, you're saving money and you could put that towards Genie Plus Lightning Lanes to do that. Two, you're taking an hour out of your day and you're only there for three days to pretty much park hop. I mean, it's legitimately going to take you a little bit to get from one park to the other. Dan, now look, if, if that's in your thing, if you're like, I want to hit multiple parks a day, then you go do it. This is just our advice. I think you should concentrate on one park each day and and that's it's not overwhelming you you do that i agree 100% with mike you magic kingdom's your last park if you're only doing 3 days and you have a newbie yes you end with that you ease them in dan do you agree that park hopping is probably not the best use of your 3 days if you're taking someone who's new to disney new to disney parks absolutely i mean whenever i have people that are going to disney for the first time uh I always tell them you don't need to park hop. If you if you haven't seen Disney before, there's so much to do in each park that you're going to have plenty of time to spend the entire day in that park. Uh, now, the only caveat to that is if I have clients or if someone's staying at like some of those deluxe resorts that are right next to Epcot or on the monorail loop where, you know, if you start the day in one park and you go back to the resort to kind of relax for a little bit, and let's say you're staying at the beach club and hey let's let's walk over to Epcot watch the fireworks and you know get a couple of drinks it's really easy then but again there there is a the cost that goes with that but again with with first timers to Disney there's so much to do in each park park hopping is just kind of an unnecessary expense that you really don't need to spend the money on and you know again there's tons to do in each of those parks if you're only going for one day each um completely agree any other uh, advice you guys would give. Mike, do you have anything else when you're thinking about this guy's new to Disney? I, I think you pick one really great quick service in each park and maybe have, I think it's important to do a table service uh, meal each day too to kind of decompress and have that time. Oh, absolutely. And like I said, I would figure out what his favorite kind of food is. There are so many varieties of food too. And, and if he's an adventurous eater, then maybe even venture out of the parks a little bit and go to someplace like Animal Kingdom and go to Sanaa or go to, you know, Boma or try something different, maybe uh, out of the ordinary. You know, it all depends what people are. Now, some people are just meat and potatoes and they like regular, just, you know, n- not not experiencing different kinds of food. So you, whatever that may be, then, you know, then, then stick to that. Do, do an all-American great kind of place where you're not you know, experiencing some exquisite taste or some odd spices. Um, but yeah, I would, uh, the most important thing I would say was stick to what he likes, do that, focus on those things, even if it's not 100% towards your plan, because if it's not something that you're 100% married to or, you know, like you don't like going to that particular restaurant, but you know he'll like it, that'll pretty much guarantee you that if you're still together, that'll get you another return trip because he's not completely turned off by the place. 100%. Um, let's move on. Uh, new segment coming in um that we want to do this is something really fun um guys we are going to i'm gonna actually start a clock we're gonna we're gonna count it down here so i need everyone to be on their toes be ready because for the first time ever episode 295 we are introducing a brand new segment called ddp disney and five so what is ddp disney and five we are we have reached out to our patron family and we have asked for questions or topics they would like for us to discuss look sometimes people ask us things they put topics out there that we it's not enough to do an entire episode on, but it is something that we want to discuss on a show. And so with DDP today and five, Disney and five, we'll be able to to do this. And we've gotten five different topics here that we are going to get into that were put out by our patient family. We are going to have five minutes, five minutes only to get around the, the, uh, the table and we're going to chat a little bit about that. So I'm going to read the topic and then I will start the clock and uh, I will come around and we will answer these as we go. So our first topic is coming from uh, the great Mike Taylor. 
Uh, he says, Dan, I'm going to be coming to you first, so be ready. Okay. He says, how to properly explain to newbies or non-Disney people, perfect, come around for our last topic, that even uh, if with, I think he's, they'll, they'll misconstrue, I, I, let me tell you, here's what most people don't know about me. So I have a mild case of dyslexia, <laughs> and so I, you'll get messages from me sometimes, I and it's words are backwards or letters are backwards. And it was almost like when we used to get him from Jay because Jay always spoke to text and <laughs> it never came out what he would say. I mean, Jay needs. Like, yeah, we had Jay needs. Like Mike Jay's and I would call each other and go, what did he just say? You know, I mean, we'd have to decipher it. Um, so I understand, uh, Mike. I, I, I got you, man. He said, how to properly explain to newbies or non-Disney people that even uh, with an amazing travel agency, um, you're not insane, just incredibly detailed and locked into the planning uh, a fun, amazing vacation. Uh, Dan, do you understand that one? Yeah, kind of. You know what? I, I kind of go and, through oh, that. Wait, wait. Okay. Ready? Go. All right. So I go through this all the time at the firehouse. I get, you know, y- y- you know how the firehouse is. It's it's kind of like our group. We, we we bust each other's chops all the time. So I kind of get made fun of because I'm a, I'm a travel agent that goes to Disney all the time. They're like, why do you go? Like, what's the big deal? Disney's stupid. It's It's busy. You know, it's expensive. Why would you do that? And, you know, I just try to explain, hey, like it's the happiest place on earth. You need to go, but you need to use a, a good travel agent so you know what you're doing. Because, again, Disney could be a complete nightmare if you go and you have no plan. You know, it, it's it's no better than Six Flags Great America where, you know, the lines are long and, you know, you have a terrible time. So, again, I get what he's saying. You don't want to kind of like overwhelm people to be like, hey, I'm a Disney freak. But, hey. Let's have a plan going. And Disney is not a relaxing vacation. It's something you got to plan for. And, you know, the more you plan for it, the better time you're going to have. So that's what I like. Well, I think we've seen it over the years, too, that it's become even more important to plan over the years. You used to be able to approach Disney World kind of like you can approach Disneyland now. Disneyland's super laid back. We're seeing that now with the planning and the aspect, which we're going to talk about towards the end of the show, um, of how to plan Disneyland. It's a lot different than Walt Disney World. And so it's one of those things for me where I tell people, look, you can be as structured or as non-structured with your Disney vacation as you want. So as a, as a travel advisor, I'm going to give you the tools to make you structured if you want to be to get the most out of it. But you can be non-structured. You can also be as hands-on or hands-off as you want. I think that's a huge turnoff, Mike, to Disney for a lot of people because they do look at it and they go, it's supposed to be a vacation. I don't like the aspect of I have to plan 60 days out where I want to eat. I have to plan at 7 a.m. what I want to ride. I have to, you know what I'm saying? They have to get that done. But if you do the work and if you, you know, make sure that you're prepared for the day, you can get a lot out of out of your vacation. And so whenever p- people that aren't Disney look at us and they go, those people are crazy. They're up at 6 a.m. on 60 days out and they're getting their dining. They're also the same people, Mike, that go to Disney and they go, I had a, just a horrible time. I wasn't able to get dining reservations. I wasn't able to get this. How do you get all these places? And it's like, because I plan. If you have yeah. your ducks in a row, it's one of the best vacations you could possibly ever have. I mean, between the different types of you know dining you could have, different types of experiences you could have, the different types of uh, 
a little niche for everybody. You know, we were kind of talking about earlier today, you know, in the in the podcast about, you know, someone who's non-Disney, even non-Disney people, they have that niche there of something they can actually do, um, you know, no matter what it is, whether it's, you know, whether it's a, a thrill ride or whether it's, a, you know, a, a specific cocktail, whether it be non-alcoholic or alcoholic. There are so many different things you can do there. So if you have your ducks in a row and you have it planned out and using an agency, like a travel agency, like Away With Me Travel, that knows the parks inside and out and can guide you the right way, when you have your ducks in a row, I think it's one of the best things, one of the best vacations you could possibly have. It's funny too because we see that I think Bob Iger and Disney executives are realizing the fact that a lot of people are wanting to be able to um, plan easier in the future for the Disney vacations. I mean, he's come out and already said we're making adjustments to Genie Plus in the future to make it to where you're going to be able to plan your attractions earlier than 7 a.m. day of. Like, he understands that concept. The one thing I loved, it was my one of my favorite pictures, was Josh Tomorrow and Bob Iger walking through all the Disney parks when Bob Iger came back to the company, getting their hands on the product. And we didn't see that for years under the leadership that was there at the time. It was almost like, ooh, icky, I'm not going in the parks. Um, but now we're seeing that, and they're making those adjustments. And I always tell people who look at me, and they're like, oh, you're going to Disney again. And I'm like... Yes, because we enjoy it. As a family, we enjoy going to Disney, and it's one of those things that we create memories that last a lifetime. It's familiar. It's it's something that you know I know inside and out, but I still have to plan. I still have to do it. Dan, closing words. We've got about 45 seconds. Uh, yeah, like I said, I, I've, we've had Disney vacations where we just stayed at a Disney resort and went to Disney Springs. Like, again, if, if you do it right and you, and you really love Disney, and again, the service there is just, I don't know, it's just, I guess, it's, I don't want to say it's second to none, but again, the cast members are amazing. We have a great time there. And, you know, we have resort-only stays now. You know, I, I'd love to go to the parks. Sometimes it's a little too expensive for us, but again, we still love being in that Disney bubble. Love it. Mike, 10 seconds. I got a resort-only stay coming up in August, and I can't wait. Absolutely love it. Uh, there we go. Let's move on to the next one. Before we do that, though, uh, I want to come to you really quick because I want you to answer a question for me, Dan. We were talking about Star Star Cruiser and Star Cruiser closing, of course. You know that that's coming up September 28th through 30th. It's the last sailing. Out of the five hosts, l- label them from five to one, from five being least likely, one being most likely, to be a LARPer. To being a LARPer? What's a LARPer? Do you know what a LARPer is? What is a LARPer? A LARPer like a, is a, like a role-playing costume. Yeah, live-action oh. role-player. Oh, okay. Because uh, that's what that's what Star Cruiser is. You're LARPing. I, okay. Someone okay. you well, see at Comic-Con and, dressed and, up. Yeah. And, and one is the one that's most likely? Most likely. Start okay. at five and work your way down. Okay, so one is going to no, be... No, start at five. Start at five. Oh, I'm sorry. Five is going to be Joe. Okay. Least likely? Yeah. I don't see him role-playing at all. Uh, I'm going to put myself at four okay uh boy this is a tough one here because you know mike's our star wars guy but i just don't see him being a larper so i'm gonna put him at three i'm gonna put you at two and dave is number one (laughs) all right dave unanimously was number one (laughs) but mike had joe i think at five two or something Mm -hmm. like that four or five and i had you at number two yeah dan it yeah and oh you had me at two is that what it was you at two yeah. yeah i had um joe at two 
And here's yep. why: because Joe has major FOMO, and he'll if we if we go to Disneyland and we convince Joe that we're all gonna wear something, he will walk out of that hotel room wearing whatever we convince him of. Oh, he's, that's a good idea. He's why not gonna listen that? to this. You know that he no, won't listen no, no, to this. No, he won't. We should do that. What should we do? We should tell him we're dressing up for a picture in Galaxy's Edge. Oh, even better! No, 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 no. We're we're just we're dressing up for a picture in um. In in uh, Marvel, like the, you know the Marvel, and and where he needs to be Spider Man. What about the and, Dapper dance? Oh, <laughs> dude, he'll order the costume. You know he will. <laughs> I know. I, cause I we we could go on in our chat the next you know couple what? of weeks saying that you you'll be green, I'll be red, you'll be orange, and we'll just keep it going. We got to give him a, a you know designated color. Yeah, Have get, him get the outfit. Yeah, there, yeah, there, we'll send it to him. There is some TikTok trend going on where like wives, <laughs> the husbands, the wives will get together and they will buy their husbands the exact same shirt. <laughs> And like I think I don't think we would really care about it, but I think Joe would be like embarrassed by it. So we should get like get our wives to have this one shirt to buy and get Jen in on it and have him show up to dinner one night wearing the exact same shirt as a bunch of people. I and, love it. Let's do it. I'm in. I'm in hundred uh, percent. watch, he'll actually listen to this episode. We're gonna get a text here in about you know, next week and be like, ah, you guys are funny. Um we love you, Joe. Um so all right, let's move on. Here we go. I'm gonna read it. Mike coming to you first, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if we all have the same opinion. I probably have, uh, I probably have the most experience with this because I do drive to the parks. Um, but I'll come to you first, Mike, uh, from the great Robbie. And I can't wait to see you out in Disneyland for the DDP Disneyland vacation. If you've not got a hold of us, there's still room, still available to go July the 13th through the 17th. Um, we're going to be out there. There's going to be so many great people. I mean, we have a ton of people coming to Disneyland. Uh, but get a hold of a show to with me, travel.com, and we will get you booked to come out and hang out with us out there. Uh, Ravi says, at the end of the evening in Magic Kingdom, the best way to get out after fireworks, monorail or ferry boat? Go off you go, Mike. I'm going ferry boat. I always go ferry boat. I can't stand looking at that line for the monorail. Uh, it seems like the monorail is a little bit slower. It seems like you can't get as many people on there. If they have any possibility to get on on uh, transportation out of Magic Kingdom, especially after fireworks, ferry boat's the way I go. That's always my first mode of transportation. Um, I'm not crazy about the monorail unless it's you know off hours or just the middle of the day kind of stuff. But uh, at the end of the night, that fight, that monorail line seems to go all the way down, almost to where the entrance the park is so i try and go ferry boats and i think the ferry boats pack more in and get more out even quicker um dan coming to you yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with mike there when we come out of magic kingdom and when we see that line for the monorail like that is like the most disheartening thing like you're tired you want to get out of there and you see this like mob of people trying to go to the monorail and even like when we're going to like the poly people will still like jump on the resorts monorail just because you can still get you know you can get close to the Ticket and Transportation Center if you just hop on that monorail. So, I mean, honestly, I would say neither, and I would say stay for that kiss goodnight when the crowd is gone, and then you can take whatever you want later on in the night. So it's funny you say that. So let me give you my opinion first. One, there's only one answer, and that's ferry boat. Um, I might say something popular. Let's say, what are we recording on? Thursday? Say Thursday? Pop, unpopular opinion day this Thursday. The boats are the best form of transportation Walt Disney World has. Change my mind. Does it won't happen. They are it is an attraction in itself. I think the monorail is overrated. I just I have never been a huge fan of the monorail. I like the idea of it. I like the fact that it was futuristic and 
you know, a, a cool, cool concept and it goes through the contemporary that I'd love that aspect of it. The monorail for me as a mode of transportation is overrated. Why? Because it is uncomfortable when it's crowded. It is hot. It's not very reliable. Whereas if you jump on that ferry boat, there's not much more, uh, there's not a much more beautiful and scenic journey you can take than being on that ferry boat and looking back at the Magic Kingdom and seeing the Grand Floridian and used to be able to see the Poly before they started building this tower. I'm glad Joe's not here. He'd be losing his mind. Um, see the contemporary. It's, it's, it's stunning. The wind's blowing on you. It's cool evening. You're not in this confined, closed, moving coffin that is the, uh, the, you know, the, the monorail. For me, it's one answer and one answer only, and it is the ferry boat. You nailed something, though, Dan, and that is that little hidden secret. If you do want to take the monorail, no matter where you are going, if you are going to the Contemporary, the Poly, or the Grand Floridian, or your car, get on the resort's monorail. Do not wait for that TT. Uh, see, do not wait for it. Do do not wait for it. It is not where you want to be. The lines are extremely long. Get on that resort monorail. You'll get off at the Poly. You'll take a nice little five-minute walk through the grounds of the Polynesian. You will come out. There is a nice lit path right over to where you're going to be able to get your car. Um, and so make sure to do that. Dan, you're shaking your head. You agree, right? <laughs> You're making all those all those monorail resort guests really angry as they wait <laughs> for their monorail. They paid for the deluxe <laughs> resort, and all of a sudden it's yeah. just like, Ooh. they're like, Justin yeah. told us to do it. You know, it's one of those. Yeah, um, but you agree, right, Dan? I mean, I mean, if if I was well, first of all, in my opinion, I am never driving to Magic Kingdom. Yep, a hundred percent. That's it. we yeah. we do it sometimes, but no. very rarely. If I'm if I'm driving to Magic Kingdom, I'm eating at Ohana for breakfast, and I'm parking at the Poly. <laughs> okay, we got about a minute left, Mike. It's just us, okay? Me, this this couple guys sitting mm-hmm. around chatting a little Disney. Can I tell you what I've done? What's that? I have made dining reservation before, and then just not gone. I made it for one person. You know why? Park at the park at, uh, park at the Contemporary. It's I've ten dollars if they if they, if they even charge me. It's ten dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I just am hung. I'm not hungry anymore. Disney. I'm sorry. Could make it. It happens. You know what I mean. Yeah. So anyway, uh, ten so, seconds, Mike. Go so, ahead. Close this up. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think the ferry boat's the best way to go. I think I'm not crazy about the monorail when it comes to the crowds. I think it's like you said, outdated, and I think you're better off just using the ferry boats. Hundred percent, Dan. Really quickly. Yeah, I mean, 100%, like I said, I, I, I'd i be very upset as a deluxe resort guest if they're hopping on the my, my monorail, but uh, yeah, it's ferry boat all the way for us. There we go, five minutes. Perfect. First DDP Disney in five. Let's keep going. Uh, moving on to the next one. This one's a little tricky um, <laughs> because, to be honest, I had to do some research on this one. Uh, Ryan Brady says, what Fox IPs would you put in a Disney park? Could a Fox IP park be the elusive fifth gate man that is tricky dan though you're gonna be the one to lead us off and go you know what i'm not even i don't even know where to start with this like the i have a couple of different answers but if but if i have to pick one especially being a part of this podcast and i know this is this is make-believe land because this can't happen anyway but right 
I absolutely despise the Simpson ride, the Simpsons ride in Universal. It just mm-hmm. it's terrible. And I would love to have a Simpsons like land in in Disney, have, you know, have it be a part of a park. That would be awesome. My second one, my like my 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 honorable mention would be Die Hard. I don't know if they could do that, like how they would put like some sort of Die Hard area, but I mean, who doesn't Yippee love Die Hard? Yeah. Who doesn't love Die Hard? Plaza yeah. uh, Death Drop. <laughs> exactly. Hans Gruber falling out of a window. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, hey, I'm going to head over to Die Hard land. Uh, I'll be over there. You know, I'm going to board a plane and stop the terrorists. Yes. It's going to be good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, take your uh, shoes great, off. Great. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly mike rate your diehard movies from from worst to best uh, uh diehard one is obviously the best yes. nakatomi plaza was it was great all those characters were fantastic that's the only one i really liked i wasn't crazy about all yeah. the other ones i'm with um, you the new york one was kind of cool yeah. i mean i got to see some spots that i knew you know from around town but um especially up in harlem there i spent a lot of time up there with my with my job so a lot of that was some, some familiar territory but other than that i mean diehard one's the only one that i really liked and i think that was one of those movies that they sh- probably should have stopped after number one. Oh, i love all of them but Here's the big question. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No. No. It took place around Christmas. That doesn't count as a Christmas movie. Thank you. I do not. Yeah, it is not a Christmas movie. I'm glad you guys. It's not a Christmas movie. Yeah, no, actually, so this is Katie's favorite movie of all time is Die Hard. Well, she's a big Bruce Willis fan. I know that. Oh, <laughs> my God. The Bruce Willis Guys, posters. DDP family, let me go ahead. She's, she can probably hear me downstairs. I hope she can. She has this hope chest, and I think I've talked about this on the show before, mm-hmm. that is in our garage. Next time you're down, Mike, we'll go through it. We'll pull everything out and, and auction it off. <laughs> and it's full of, like, her cheerleading stuff from high school and middle school, and then it's full of Bruce Willis posters. And I'm like, it is 2023. What are we doing keeping this stuff? You know, it's insane, so. Um, that's funny, man. Simpsons, I'm 100% with you. It would be really interesting to get a diehard land. And, oh, I just got a, I just got a bird uh, flown at me up here uh, while I was recording just around the corner. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> got to catch that bird. Um, so anyway, <laughs> here we go. Uh, Mike, coming to you. Yeah, I, you know, they talked about a fifth gate. I don't think it would be a fifth gate would warrant any of that kind of stuff. Uh, I like... I do like the Simpsons ride over in Universal. I mean, not a lot of people like it, but I think it's kind of cool. Uh, I, was, I know it was one of my first VR rides that I kind of went, ever, uh, went on when I was at Universal. Um, I love the Simpsons. I, you know, I don't watch as many episodes as Justin does. I couldn't name every single one, but whenever it's on, I'll definitely watch them. Um, and there's a lot of IP stuff you could be there. Could they do a whole Fox IP park? Well, maybe that could be another fifth gate. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know about one park dedicated to just one of those particular things. What did, what did you take? You take a forget me shot before this? You can't remember all the Simpsons episode? Huh? What's, what's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> that was had that episode on earlier today. Eternal sunshine of the something mind or something like that. Um, yeah, I, Simpsons is my answer, of course. I, You know I'm a big Universal fan. I love Universal. I don't think Universal's done a very good job with Simpsons over there. That attraction makes me extremely sick. I understand they just <laughs> repurposed it from Back to the Future. I that that one more than most makes me very queasy. So I'd love to see Disney take Simpsons and say, "Hey, this is done." Now we're playing we're living in a, a fantasy world, Ryan, to where we can do whatever we want. Um I think the the main thing that we're talking about one, you already see Avatar. I think we're going to see an extension, you know, of Avatar with the lands. We're going to see that in the future. Um but also I would like to see a um you know, a more a Marvel 
kind of land in Walt Disney World, you know, if if we could do whatever we want to. You have Deadpool, you have X-Men, you have like all these these properties that you could bring in. Um, and then last but not least, because we're coming up on it, I got about 30 seconds. I'm going to stay with Unpopular Opinion Thursday. I would love to see Alien brought back into the Disney parks. I loved that attraction. I thought it was fantastic. I, they did a great job with it. As a kid, it scared the absolute everything out of me. And then it leaves. Stitch comes in. Love Stitch. But it's not as good as what Alien was. Close it up, Dan. Hurry. We got about 10 seconds. No, like, like, I guess if I could throw one other thing in there that I was thinking about earlier is, uh, uh, what, what was it? Oh, Ice Age. Like that is, yeah, Ice like, Age. Yeah. That, that's straight up Disney's alley. They could do something in, with that too, but again, who knows? Absolutely love it. Let's move on to the next one. Here we go. We are moving on to the great, ooh, Mike, I'm coming to you first. This is mm-hmm. right up your alley. You have kept this place in business. Um, the great Emilio. Uh, he says a five-minute review of Memento Mori. This one's going to be fun because I love this shop. Mike, go. Needs a bigger location. I think there's so much stuff that's great there. They could pack so much more stuff. I think it's one of those amazing Disney rides that deserves more of the gift shop. Uh, we've all gotten out of Pirates, and we've seen that you know elaborate, huge gift shop where they have just so much stuff there. I think they have a small location. I really wish it was a lot bigger. Um, there doesn't go. There's not a time that goes by that I don't buy something in there. Um, I love the stuff that's, that that they have there. They, they they do seem to change it up pretty you know pretty frequently. So every time I do go on a trip. There seems to be something new. Um, I've got everything there from uh, my mom got a Haunted Mansion uh, cooking apron, you know, because she likes to cook a lot. So she's got one of those um, looks like the outfit that the uh, that the uh, that they wear on the ride. Uh, she has one of those. I have some nice wine stoppers from the Hitchhiking Ghost. There is so much stuff in that store that uh, I, I bought a tie from there, a Haunted Mansion pattern tie when I, you know, wear a tie every day. Uh, great store. I just wish it was maybe two times bigger than what it was. Uh, Maybe they could have expanded a little bit more and made a bigger location. Um, I, I know they're kind of tight on space there in Magic Kingdom, but my only complaint about that place is that they could get a little bit more merchandise because it's such a great attraction and such a great ride. Uh, most iconic Disney attraction on the planet, I think. Dan, uh, do you spend a lot of time in the shop? You like to shop. Um, is this I somewhere do. that you well, frequent? This is going to surprise you, but like... I have never been in this store. Stop it. Stop it. Right I, now. Really? I haven't. Like, I, and, and that shocks me because I would totally buy stuff that is from Haunted Mansion. Like, but I don't know. Like, just based on its location, you know, it's not like I don't see it coming right out of the, out of the attraction. So you walk right by it. Yeah, but it, it, I, it's, not, it's not like walking out of attraction right into a gift shop. I got you. Yeah. So, like, I, I have never been in here, so like shame on me, but now I have something new to do the next time I go to MK. Oh, man, make it a point. So uh, let, me, let me go ahead and jump in because this is one of my favorite shops on Disney property. Uh, I've spent quite a bit of money here, and uh, the great, like, great Rick Reagan put it perfectly. Him and I, uh, we were in there together one day, and we, we're, we're a bad pair when we're together. We, <laughs> you know, we've done Disney cruises together, stuff like that. And it was like 2 p.m. and we decided we were going to buy a, um, you know, like the Haunted Mansion sign. And it weighs like 45 pounds. It's probably two foot high by a foot and a half wide. And we didn't even think about the fact that we're staying at his house. We couldn't ship it back to the the resorts. We even think about the fact of, hey, 
maybe we shouldn't have bought this at 2 p.m. So we <laughs> bought it, and as we're lugging this thing around, we're like, okay, now we got to go home. We can't even stay. So we actually had to leave the park um, to, to go back to take this thing back. Um, but we put it up every Halloween. I was actually, as, as this came up, as Emilio brought this up, I thought, you know what? That's dumb to only put up on Halloween. I think I'm going to mount it right back here behind my desk, um, and that way I have it up all the time. Let me talk about the shop itself. One, I think it's one of the best shops on property. I like the fact, you know, there's a lot of shops that are based on attractions. Pirates, you know, has one. Uh, Splash had one. Space Mountain has, you know, like they have, they, they're there. They're kind of generic, in my opinion. Like when we talk about the Pirates one, I just am not a huge fan of it. There are two attractions that have uh, gift shops that I think do a fantastic job. Memento Mori and Tower of Terror gift mm-hmm. shop. Those are the two. Like, Mike, you, you agree, right? You can walk into those two, and you, you can find something amazing, even if it's not your favorite attraction. The only third one, I, and I'm going to go with a third runner-up, would be Rock and Roller Coaster, because they have some pretty mm. cool, unique stuff there, too. Especially if you're a, you know, a, a musician or into rock band stuff, uh, you know, between the drumsticks. But uh, Tower of Terror is up there. Those, you know, the bells that they have, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, they have really, really cool stuff. Like I said, my biggest complaint, even if I don't go on Haunted Mansion, if it's one of those trips where I'm just kind of going through the parks, hitting a couple of rides, I will always stop by that, that shop and see what they have in there, because they're always kind of rotating and getting new stuff in there. I think because it's a small shop, they really can't keep a lot of inventory in there and a lot of shelf space. So I always make it a point to go through that shop, uh, especially around Halloween time. It has some really cool stuff. But it, it's absolutely one of my favorite gift shops to go to. Like I said, even if I don't go on Haunted Mansion, I make sure that I'll stop in there and see what they got new. Yeah, it's one of those things, too. Uh, I got about 25 seconds, and I'll close it up. When we go in, um, this is one of those, Katie's not a big shopper. This is one of those shops that Katie typically always finds something. They have, they, you put it perfectly, Mike. They rotate their stuff a lot. A lot of great clothing. But here's my, one of my favorite things they do over there. Awesome, um, like figurines. We bought a couple figurines from over there. And then also really great artwork. Some of the best artwork you can buy on Disney property is Memento Mori. Go in just to check out the artwork. Even if you don't buy something, they do sell prints, so it's a little bit cheaper as well if you don't want to spend two, $300 on a, on a piece of art. Um, but they do sell prints there as well. So go in, check it out. Themed amazing. One of the best on property. Love that, Emilio, that you brought it up. Uh, moving on to our last one. Uh, I'd li- I really like doing this. This is fun because um, we can pop around a little bit. Okay, here we go. Vincent LaCavre says, probably a bit too late. No, you're not, Vincent. We are recording late tonight. Um, but the silhouette cart off to the side of Main Street USA, it doesn't require a huge segment, but it's something everyone should know about. At $10 for a single portrait and $10 for each copy, it's an extremely affordable and personal souvenir that hits different than an ornament or castle photo. We've made it a tradition to get one for our daughter each time we go so we can see how her silhouette changes over the year. Dan, coming to you first, talking about the silhouette cart there in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I, I think these are really awesome. Uh, and, and here I am saying this, and we don't have any. Like every time we've gone to Magic Kingdom, we've talked about it. Like actually, Jen had it as a kid. Like and I, they didn't get it at Disney, they probably got it somewhere else. But she had, you know, similar silhouettes of her and her her two sisters. So, I mean, again, it's a really cool souvenir to have. It's amazing that they that the artists can do it so quickly in Magic Kingdom. I mean, it's it's amazing the the talent that they have to do this. But it's a really cool little memento to have of 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 your kids. Maybe get it every few years just to see their progression and see them grow up. The talent is crazy. Did you all ever, when you were younger, or even now, you ever do the hand turkeys? 
Mm-hmm. You know, oh, where you yeah. trace your yep. hand and then oh, you make yeah. them into a turkey. Mine always looked terrible. Like, I don't know. Like, these people can do this artwork and it's crazy. Mike, you ever done this with... This seems like a Stolfi thing. This seems like something <laughs> you guys... Laura would do this and you guys would put it up. It seems like a Stolfi thing. Yeah, uh, I have quite a few of those with uh, with Sammy with the hand with the uh, hand turkeys. So I have quite a few in our uh, treasure box of as the kids grow older. Um, I've never done the portraits. We actually, I know the stand he's talking about because one of our last trips, maybe about five or six years ago, we were down on Main Street, and there just happened to be a great spot there where we watched the fireworks from. And I saw that cart, and I said, "Well, that'd be a great idea to do that some t- some particular time." And for a ten dollars souvenir, there's not many really good ten dollar individual souvenirs you can get. And I think at that particular price point, I think it's a fantastic thing to get. And I'll have to look at that the next time we're down there with the girls. That shows you the popularity of this thing because. There are typically two locations in Magic Kingdom. The one there on Main Street um, in that little alcove, which is one of our favorite spots. That's Jay's spot right there. Mm-hmm. He That bench right there, he was always known as Jay's bench. He'd sit back there. Um, but then also, of course, over by the Christmas shop, there is one over there as well. So you can go to both. We've never done this as well. So growing up, I, I have a small f- fear of these. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off topic for a second. I have a small fear of these, and here's why. Because growing up in Kentucky, I grew up in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and then I was about 15 minutes away from Bardstown. In Bardstown, um, there is this place called the Old Talbot Inn. The Old Talbot Inn is a restaurant and um, uh, kind of hotel to where you could stay. The hotel dates back 150, 200 years, however long. It's been there forever. There's actually a room in the hotel. So the restaurant's downstairs, room in the whole, uh, upstairs in the hotel that um, Jesse James went into when he was drunk one night and shot up the room. And so the bullet holes are still in the wall from where he hmm. shot up the room. And so as kids, we would go eat there and our, you know, we would order our dinner and then our parents would let us go upstairs and kind of wander the halls. Super creepy place, man. Unbelievably creepy. Maybe not now because I haven't been there since I was a kid. But on the walls were silhouettes of people who had stayed there at some point. And it just scared me as a kid. I don't know why. Um, so I never had one done. But I this is a... This is something that I think we should do. Also, they may charge me $20 because my head is so big they would have to use double the amount of paper. <laughs> um, but we've never we've never done this either. And it's definitely it's funny because we've done shows on like best souvenirs and it's very overlooked. Like it's something that I don't think a lot of people think about whenever they they think of souvenirs from the Magic Kingdom and Vincent the one thing I'd love is that you nailed it. It's personal. It's personal to you and your family, and you know where you got it, and you can't get those. You look, we can all buy T-shirts and hats and Mickey ears and mini ears and all that stuff, you know, popcorn buckets, but that's a personal gift that you can put on the wall and remember forever, and I think that's really important. Um, Dan, would you do one of these in the future? Absolutely, but what I was going to ask, and I don't know if you guys know the answer to this, is this personalized in any way? Do you know like that you did this in Disney? Does it say, like, Magic Kingdom with the year or anything I don't like know that. I don't think so but could, you could probably do it yourself or you sure. know what I mean or like sure sure but I didn't know if it was personalized to know that hey I had this done in Disney uh, as opposed to you know having it done anywhere else I want to learn to do calligraphy my handwriting's terrible I could probably never do it but also two days ago I wanted to learn how to speak Italian so and I'm already <laughs> over that so don't worry I'll be over calligraphy here in the next four hours uh, Mike close it up no, I agree. Anytime you get a personalized souvenir, especially that price, I think that's a fantastic thing. Um, something I, I got to look at at my next vacation. 
Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, it's definitely very cool. Let's get into, very quickly, before we go to Picks of the Week, um, the uh, the planning for DDP today, Disneyland vacation. Guys, planning is getting there. We are right there. But I think we've all learned something in these last couple of days. And, Dan, I'm going to chat with you about it because you and I kind of took the, the helms for all the hosts and took care of dining. Uh, very, very different with Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we're, we're used to getting up, you know, you know, one morning and making all the dining reservations for someone that's going on a Disney trip where this is this is a little different. You got to wake up every day for every day of their trip. And, you know, it. you know, we kind of expected a little more availability. It seemed like things were just not there when we when we got on it first thing. And plus, Disneyland's a little more lax, like. Disney World is pretty much it's it for me it's five a.m. for you it's six a.m. right like mm-hmm. it is it is on the dot six a.m. Eastern Standard Time to the second right in Disneyland um, maybe you know it's it, what is it nine o'clock Eastern Time yeah, well, maybe, yeah. maybe maybe it's eight forty five maybe it's eight fifty <laughs> you know like it's like w- what's going on here like I, so it is a little frustrating especially if you're trying to you know especially with us with trying to get a huge group together oh there's like 70 a, of us man. right there's like 70 and, of us yeah. and we we have no idea when the dining opens because it's just you know sometimes it opens a little early yeah i'm excited though but they disneyland has been great to work with uh you know we're working on getting a tour together for for some people and so like that, and they've they've been a lot of fun to work with, and we're going to have such a great time. I mean, yeah. chatting with everybody this week, we have a special Facebook group over there with everybody going and, and seeing everybody, and people grabbing dining. You know, we organized for people to get it around the same time, so we could all kind of be there, and it was just so much fun. And and I I just can't wait. There's so many people that it's going to be their first Disneyland trip. You know, Mike, your first Disneyland trip, Dan, uh, your first Disneyland trip. Joe hasn't been in a long time, so. You know, kind of his one, and then you know, there's some a lot of other people out there who have never been, and I'm super excited for them to go out and experience it because it is, it is very special to walk where Walt walked. It's very special to see the magic that was created there. But not only that, it is very laid back. It is very fun. Characters just kind of walk around. So I'm super stoked about taking us out there and being able to to really have a blast in Disneyland. Can't wait to see everybody. We're under 60 days, everybody. Can't wait. Yeah, you know, I got a reality check this week because, you know, I'm starting to do dining plans and looking at all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, wow, I'm really lost in the sauce on this one. I have no idea what's going on and whatnot. <laughs> but uh, but the one thing I do know is what, because this is my first experience out there, I'm going to take a lot of pictures and I'm going to post them to our Facebook page. And we have a lot of great Disney DDP family members that post great pictures. And that brings me to my favorite thing every week. And that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. All right, guys, you know my favorite thing every week is Picks of the Week. Uh, Dan, why don't you tell me, what's your pick of the week? Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to Jonah Havens. Uh, he looks like he had a, an amazing nine-night trip. He looks like he spent one day at French Quarter, ate at the Yacht Club. The Yacht Club is one of my favorites. I love staying there. Uh, but he had a ton of great pictures, some character pictures, got to go on Tron. Uh, and he even uh, got to meet one of the very famous Disney uh, characters. Uh, what's his name again? Gosh, uh, Aussie Dave. Yeah, pretty cool guy. So, yeah, <laughs> it looks like they had a great time. Uh, I'm jealous. So, yeah, that is definitely my pick of the week. Very cool. Great pick. Justin, what's your pick of the week? Love it. I do want to say something about Jonas thing. Thank you for the kind words, man, talking about the show and how he started listening to 2021 and felt immediately like part of the family because you are a part of the family, dude. 
Um, that's that's what we have always embraced. And look, it has nothing to do with us. You guys have created this family over the years, and the positivity that is there is because of you. Definitely not because of a bunch of goofballs like us chatting into a microphone uh, every week. Uh, let me go with one of my really good buddies. Cannot wait to get that big hug coming in Disneyland, and that is Robbie. Uh, Robbie says, so guess who's an annual pass holder, too? She just had to join me in the parks. I'd love it. This is awesome. Cannot believe that it took this long, um, but you guys are going to have such a great time. So absolutely love that photo in front of Cinderella Castle. You're the best. Can't wait to see you, brother. Great pick. Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to Joshua Nutt. And Joshua said, got to love when your kids just randomly bring you a Disney artwork of Tinkerbell. And that's a fantastic picture and great picture that they drew. And uh, Joshua, you have my pick of the week. Absolutely love it. DDP family, uh, some amazing stuff happening with the show. I want to thank everybody for um, your understanding that we had to kind of hold our last show until a couple days late. and uh, But that is dropped and ready for you to listen to now if you've not gone back and listened to it. But you get two shows within a couple days, so that always makes it nice. Um, also, I'd mentioned it before, if you want to come to Disneyland, there's plenty of time. There's plenty of room. Get a hold of us. Show it away with me, Come see us. Come hang out. We will be out there. You can hang with the hosts, our families, our friends, the DDP family, and we'll create those memories that last a lifetime. Also, Universal Unleashed Nights of Fear, uh, the second year that we've done this, 2023, is out and ready to book. Get a hold of us as well. Show it away with me, travel.com. And Dan and I will get you booked. All five hosts will be at Universal Unleashed Nights of Fear this year. Um, and lots and lots of other amazing people from the DDP fam and the Universal Unleashed fam. Cannot wait to get down there for the screams, the laughs, and all the good stuff that happens. That is an adult-only event, 18 and over. So uh, make sure to make arrangements to come down and have some adult time. You deserve it. Um, last but not least, look. I don't ask very often. Right now, go and give us that virtual hug. We really do appreciate um, that virtual hug that you give by slapping the show five stars if you appreciate what we're doing, trying to create content out there that is positive, that loves Disney, and, uh, and comes to you each and every week with that mindset because really this is a place where we can all come and we can spread a little joy. And anytime you can get that in your life, I think it's important. So we appreciate you for building a community where we can do that. Boys, awesome show. We've got a fun time over on Patreon. We're really going to dig into the weeds of this news coming out about Star Cruiser, maybe talk a little bit of other Disney stuff going on. Um, and so we will get over there. Before we do that, let's close it up here. Dan, coming to you. I uh, had a great time tonight. I'm glad I was able to make it. I literally sat all day in an ambulance. Uh, we have the NHRA race you coming okay? up this weekend. <laughs> no, no, I, <laughs> I was there to help people, Justin. Oh, but okay. unfortunately, I really didn't help that many people because it was kind of a boring day. You know, it was just kind of a setup for NHRA, and I, I thought I was going to be home pretty early, and I was going to be here in time for the show. And then all of a sudden, I was texting you guys. I'm like, hey, they're keeping us here later. I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but hey, I made it. I had a great time, and I cannot wait for Patreon. Love it, Mike. Yeah, I'm excited, Dan. You got to jump on with us. I'm excited that we got to talk some. Hopefully, we gave some advice to uh, some people that might be non-Disney people that might get to enjoy their time tonight. Uh, I'm looking forward to Patreon. I'm kind of sad Star Cruise is going away, but you know, then again, we'll uh, chat about it later. Love it. Really enjoyed the DDP Disney in 5. Um, I think that was a lot of fun. We'll do that again in the near future, and we'll throw it out to the main show this time uh, so that way everyone can put their input in, and we will try to get to your topic. We absolutely love that. Uh, DDP Disney family, have an amazing, amazing, amazing week. Spread some cheer. Make someone smile. Make yourself smile. And until next time, we will see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. Have a good, have a good night. Cheers. On behalf of the Disney Dads, we want to say thank you 
We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder... And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.